How confident are we in the direction Bill Guerin has taken the Minnesota Wilds? We look at his free agent signings, trades, and much more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we take a look at the direction General Manager Bill Guerin is taking the Minnesota Wild and whether or not we are good with what he is doing. We look at some of Garen's trades, free agency, oh, and the buyouts. We'll talk about all that and more here on today's episode, which is brought to you today by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. All at Bet Online, where the game starts. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer. With well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams and guiding you through the offseason here on Lockdown Wild, I threw out a Twitter poll over the weekend in regards to the direction that Bill Guerin is taking the Minnesota Wild. And uh, thank you to all of those who uh, ended up contributing and uh, getting that poll to well over... Uh, 500 responses, and uh, we had, in 509 votes, 90.8% of people were a yes, 9.2% were a no, and uh, I know in the comments there were some people who were somewhere in between. Uh, And so we're going to go through today things we like, things we don't like, and kind of some of those areas where uh, we've settled in between, and I'll, I'll be first to say, to uh, to start things off here today, I am of the yes category with uh, what Bill Guerin is building uh, for the Minnesota Wild. Now, obviously, in looking at uh, kind of how things are trending from last year to this year, let's let's rewind to the buyouts because that was one of the. Uh, one of the more major decisions, maybe the biggest decision uh, that Bill Guerin has made in his ten- tenure as Wild General Manager. Uh, there were going to be ramifications for that. And so that was done to give some initial cap relief. But as the buyouts increased, Wild are going to uh, run into a situation, as we've seen this year and the next two years, in which there's going to be uh, a major cap shrink for the Minnesota Wild. Now, Garen was comfortable with the buyouts uh, because of uh, a couple of different reasons. Obviously, with Zach Parise and Ryan Suter and what um, was widely reported to be going on behind the scenes while they were here in Minnesota, Garen felt the need to address the room and create an environment in which the team kind of put those ultimate goals 
above individual performances. And so I think that is one of the first um, one of the first points of what Bill Guerin has gotten right um, in his tenure so far here in Minnesota is that he has tried to instill a team first win first mentality. One of the other more notable sound bites, I think, was uh, was Garen addressing the team and asking what it's all about. What is it all about? And, you know, Jared Spurgeon responds with working hard and having fun, and Garen responds immediately with, um, you know, it's, it's not that. It's about winning. Obviously a little more colorful than how I just said it, but he has, as someone who has experienced winning a Stanley Cup, tried to instill the type of mentality that it takes in order to win, in order to go deep in the playoffs, and something that just I don't think the Wild have previously had uh, before Garen got here. Now, under Chuck Fletcher, it seemed like the Wild, with the exception of a couple of seasons in which they really – kind of rose to the top, didn't get anywhere, but they've always had kind of the mantra of being a, um, a gritty team that does enough to be like a fringe playoff team, and that was it. Now, they've had more successful seasons than that, but I think Chuck Fletcher got this team, to, he got to his vision of this team, and they just could never exceed it. And so Garen came in and, you know, you're going to need this. You're going to need this for the blueprint he had with all those Pittsburgh Penguins teams that uh, that were so successful um, in the Stanley Cup playoffs and, and cup winning teams knew that there were particular things that this franchise was going to need in order to be able to get to that spot. And they just did not have it at the time that he took over. And so you as general manager then spend your time trying to assess, get rid of what is not going to get you to your ultimate goal and try to bring in players that can help you get there. So I think one of the things that Garen has gotten right is trying to bring a non-Minnesota perspective, an outside perspective to try to say, well, here's here's how we did it in Pittsburgh, and you know the results speak for themselves, and so we got to do that here. So I think having the right mentality of what needs to happen, winning at all costs, um, mentality-wise, I think has been right. I think the decision that Garen made to bring in Judd Brackett to handle the draft, handle scouting, handle that whole thing. And if you've seen the clips that are circulating from the Minnesota Wild, it's pretty evident that Garen trusts Judd Brackett to handle pretty much exclusively the NHL draft. And if Brackett wants to hop up to acquire a player or to hop into a spot to draft a player, he focuses on that. But it's Judd Brackett's show. Uh, in terms of, of drafting and, and cultivating talent for this team 
to replenish the stock over the next several years um, so that this team can continue to build towards that, that window, which is once the buyouts are gone, um, this team's going to have a lot of money to work with and hopefully is going to have a few specific holes that need to be addressed and a lot of money to do it. So Garen also knowing the areas in which he is not super successful is another important trait, I think, of a general manager, to be able to get people that can handle specific aspects that you're not particularly well-versed in. So absolutely bring in a guy like Judd Brackett. And I know I've talked about this previously and that it's hard to kind of gauge other than the draft reaction until you see players get up to the NHL level. We now have had three draft classes with Judd Brackett. And so starting this year with the expectation that Marco Rossi is going to make the team and contribute at the NHL level, starting this year, we're going to start to get a really good look at the guys that Brackett has drafted, which is going to reflect on what Bill Guerin has done so far as wild general manager. So that portion is kind of an incomplete part of this grade, uh, but we're going to be able to start to figure out, okay, Rossi played in most of the season. He looked really good. So if he can continue to build on that, that's going to be a great selection. Jesper Wallstead, Liam Ogren and Danilo Yurov, Carson Lambos, all these names that the Wilds have taken not only in the first round but in other rounds – as they start to get time at the NHL level, we're going to be able to evaluate good pick, good pick, and the more hits that Bill Guerin and Judd Brackett get, the better that reflects on him. To be fair, it's going to be it's going to be relatively easy to do better, at least in the first round, well, in the draft, to be honest. Um, it's going to be pretty easy to meet or exceed the success level that Chuck Fletcher had um, as Wild GM because some of those guys never made it to the NHL level. Wild traded a couple of picks away. Martin Hansel. I was hoping I wouldn't bring that name up today, but here we are. So I think those areas are some that Garen has really gotten right so far in his tenure. Now, some of the personnel moves is where we can start to talk about areas that maybe he can he, he needs to work on. And so as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we'll flip and we'll look at some of the transactions that have worked, some that haven't. And I will continue to try to answer today's question, are we confident in the direction Bill Guerin is taking the Minnesota Wild? And I will continue to answer it after this. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including Major League Baseball's second half and NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, 
boxing, and golf. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. You can find all that and more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting today, Lockdown is giving you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at BetOnline. You can find that today at Lockdown NFL wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Continuing to try to answer today's question, which is, are we confident in the direction that Bill Guerin is taking the Minnesota Wilds? And uh, we talked about some of the things that Bill Guerin has, has done well so far, such as you know, instilling the right mindset for this team to be able to uh, win championships and also instilling personnel in the front office that can assist in areas that are not strengths of Bill Guerin. Free agency and the trade market has been, as you'd expect, uh, um, it's been hit or miss uh, for the Wild and for Bill Guerin particularly. Uh, You look at some of the moves that uh, he made since he has taken over as uh, Wild general manager, and uh, I'll just try to go all the way back so we can uh, can look at most of these. Acquiring Nick Bugstad from the Pittsburgh Penguins for a seventh-round pick. Um, now, there were conditions on that, which did not end up being met, so the Wild weren't out anything for that. So, the Bugstad move is not one that... Um, it, it was a... I think it was a good gamble because, again, it didn't cost the Wild anything. He was, was good for a stretch, then got hurt. And, you know, he was a, a veteran minimum signing a depth guy for the Wild over the last couple of seasons, and now he's moved on to Arizona. So, really, the Wild's not out anything for Bugstad. Um, and so that, that's not one that, that really bothers me that Bill Guerin has done. Now, you look at um, Eric Stahl to Buffalo for Marcus Johansson, and this is similar to what ended up happening with the um, the Cam Talbot trade in and the specifics of, of what went down behind the scenes for this one, maybe not as well known, but um, on the surface, Johansson, I was never really a big fan of Marcus Johansson. I know he brought some speed, but just could never stay healthy. And I I don't know. That, that was one that I wasn't super thrilled about uh, for – the, uh, the Minnesota Wilds, Ryan Donato being traded to San Jose for a third-round pick. Donato has maybe kind of found a home in Seattle finally, but um, a- again, for a draft pick, uh, Devin Dubnik being traded to the San Jose Sharks uh, for a fifth-round pick in 2022. Uh, the Wild taking Jake Furlong with that pick, so We'll, we'll have to see, but Dubnik, you know, not in the NHL currently. So a situation where the Wild just had to try to get something for him. Also, we have Nick Benino for a second-round pick and a third-round pick in exchange for Luke Cunnan and a fourth-round pick. I really liked this one because I really liked what Nick Benino brought to the Minnesota Wild the year that he was here. 
He's a great face-off guy. He ended up coming in and helping uh, improve the power play a little bit. Obviously, getting Murat Houston-Dean off uh, with one of those draft picks seems like that one is going to work out really well. And so this was, I think, a really, really solid trade for Bill Guerin because Luke Cunning didn't he didn't do a whole heck of a lot in Nashville, and now he is uh, is out to San Jose himself. So I think I think this was a good trade for the Wilds, again, because I liked what Benino brought to the team. Um, and the other one, this was one I think that, you know, to start the 2021 season had a lot of people scratching their heads. The Greg Pattern for Ian Cole trade, which worked out really good. Cole was great for the Wild um, down the stretch, and, it's Greg Pattern. <laughs> How he made that happen, I, I have no earthly idea. So you have some of those trades that really worked out well and were savvy moves by Bill Guerin. Obviously, the, the decision to jump up to acquire Jesper Wallstead, looking like one that, uh, that will really be um, a good decision for the Wilds. Now, this most recent trade deadline will be interesting to see how that plays out obviously the wild wanted to go all in and so they go after Mark andre Fleury they go after Nick Delorier they trade Nico Sturm for Tyson Jost and uh, they also acquired Jacob Middleton the Middleton move worked out great Capo Kakinen just was not the same guy although interesting in kind of how the wild's goalie situation has played out, Wonder how Kappa would be doing here if he was still a member of the team. But we're, we're getting off track. So Middleton worked out great, and he has since re-signed with the team. A great move uh, that will help this decor going forward. Flurry, it didn't do what the Wild wanted it to do, and that led to friction with Cam Talbot, who then ended up being traded. So that one... It is one that I think will certainly draw some criticism, and, and rightfully so, because, I mean, Flurry had some good games, but just did not have that same bite to him uh, in the postseason, and as a result, the Wild did not end up going anywhere, and now Flurry's the starter. We'll talk later this week about whether or not we think Flurry can handle a starter's workload, so uh, we'll dive into those numbers a little bit. Uh, the Nico Sturm trade, he ended up signing with the San Jose Sharks for like $3 million a year. So it, some of these, the big two that are going to really, well, the big three, I think that are, are going to frustrate people, the Kevin Fiala trade, the Cam Talbot trade, and I, I mean, those are, I think, the biggest two for Garen in trading Cam Talbot because he wasn't super thrilled about being in a 50-50 split with Marc-Andre Fleury. Whether that is denied publicly or not, that's what was going on. And so that one can be criticized and then not doing enough to try to keep Kevin Fiala. Although with the contract that Fiala signed, that, that was one that just the Wild we're not in a situation to be able to match. And so, as with other general managers, there is not going to be a clean, 
perfect sheet with all the transactions, all the signings, and um, and all the other things that that happen. You just you want to have more hits than you have misses, and so he has had some questionable moves. Certainly, some of those we are going to get answers to this season. If Kevin Fiala has a career year for the LA Kings, it's going to look bad. Uh, in hindsight, for that trade, if Fiala ends up, you know, dropping down to like a sixty-point player again, then maybe uh, maybe we ended up doing all right there. Flurry, it all comes down to if he still has anything left in the tank. If he doesn't, the decision to trade Cam Talbot it looks looks like a, a bad one. So, a lot of answers still yet to be determined. For what Garen has done, and so you know, this is, I think, a big season um, for the Wild, mainly because we're going to get to see whether or not some of these moves pan out. Now, going forward, there is also another area that I think Bill Garen has been really trying to steer clear of, and that's loading up on long-term deals, heading into what should be a massive opportunity for the Wild to uh, to spend some big money again. Uh, and so we'll uh, we'll finish up with some of the other things that Garen can do going forward, and uh, we will wrap up today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Trying to get an answer to if we are confident in the direction Bill Guerin is taking the Minnesota Wild. The thing that I didn't really touch on all that much is uh, the decor. I think that's another area that has drawn the ire of uh, many Wild fans because it just seems like the Wild are valuing all these guys that are signed to just these massive contracts on defense. And so I... I have a hard time with this one because Jonas Brodeen, very good defenseman. Jared Spurgeon, undersized, still good on defense, but as people point out, he does tend to get um, he does tend to get pushed around by bigger players. I've been pretty vocal about the fact that at this point and in the Kevin Fiala saga, that the decision should probably have been to move Matt Dumba just because he he's starting to get to the point where being healthy for a full season is just not it's just not feasible and tries to play through some injuries which has an effect on his on the ice performance but i think one thing that's interesting that Bill Guerin is is doing in just trying not to get super locked into some of these big contracts is allowing the Wilds uh, as much flexibility as they possibly can have once the Parisian suitor buyouts go down to minimum and then are off the books. Like if you look at the 2024-2025 season, and that will be the final year in which these buyouts are just hideous, $7.3 million apiece, um, look at these names. The, the Wild only have two players that are signed, well, th- okay, four players that are signed 
past 2024-2025. Kirill Kaprizov is signed until the end of the 2025-2026 season. Jewel Eriksson Ek through 2026-2027. Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodeen both through 2026-2027. Players that will be coming off the books after the 2024-2025 season includes Jordan Greenway and Jacob Middleton, John Merrill, Marc-Andre Fleury will be off the books by then. Um, The Wild will have a ton of options for how to best fill out this roster, and by that point, the likes of Spurgeon and Brodeen will probably not have to be as relied upon as they are currently um, to uh, to help out that decor. Matt Dumba will be off the books by then, and recent reports suggest that Bill Guerin has been kind of trying to feel out the market for a potential Matt Dumba trade. So he'll be off the books by then. Dmitry Kulikov off the books by then. Alex Goligoski off the books by then. And that's another one I think that has frustrated some fans is the decision to give Goligoski an extension, which was that a direct byproduct of him signing here for a year that the Wild then decided to give him a little bit of security? Depending on how things play out with the decor, I don't mind that as much because I think... Goligoski can be fine as like a seventh defenseman or in a rotation with those other guys on that third line. I don't think you're going to have to worry about him being a top guy with Jacob Middleton and Jared Spurgeon and Matt Dumba and Jonas Brodeen. He's not, he's going to be playing on third line unless somebody gets hurt. So I don't have as much of a problem with that uh, because I think in, in, Short doses, I think he was fine last year uh, down the stretch. Other guys that will be off the books, Freddie Goudreau by then, Ryan Hartman by then, Tyson Jost, Marcus Foligno. Jordan Greenway will be off the books after the 2024-2025 season. So the Wild really are going to have a blank canvas as um, – just a lot of options for how to allocate money. And between now and then, as opposed to re-signing players to contract extensions, we're probably going to see some of these young guys gradually put into the lineup to take those spots. So that once the buyouts go down to like a mil total, 1.6 million total, a large portion of that money is going to be available to do whatever the Wild need to do with it. And so leads me to my overall point for the entirety of what we've been discussing today. Bill Guerin has had some great moves as GM. He's had some head scratchers as GM. But ultimately, he is building towards the true window opening for this team which is once these buyouts are done, the hope is that they'll be competitive this year. It will be gradually more difficult to be competitive with the buyout money over these next three seasons. After that, the Wild are going to kick the doors down with 
a ton of young talent and a couple of major potential free agent signings, depending on who's available at that point. Does that sound familiar? Obviously, we hope it works out a little differently than the previous time did, but the Wild were, you know, a wild card team, uh, essentially, every season during the Parisi Suter era. They just never got any further than that. We're hoping now that this grouping, led by Bill Guerin, will do just that. And that will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you head over to the Locked on NHL podcast. Locked on experts giving you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on every team in the hockey world with Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast. Available wherever you listen to your podcast, just like Locked on Wild is. Available anywhere, anytime free of charge. So make sure you stick with us, follow us on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms. We have new episodes coming out every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.